Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew chapter 11. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, you are great. You are so much higher than we are. You know everything. We know so little. We pray that we would have the faith of a child and come to you, trust you, and just do the small things that you tell us. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 11. And it happened that when Jesus had finished giving orders to his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and to preach in their towns. Now, when John heard in prison the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have good news announced to them. And whoever is not offended by me is blessed. Now, as these were going away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in the houses of kings. But why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and even more than a prophet. It is this man about whom it is written, Behold, I am sending my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. But the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. But from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven is treated violently, and the violent claim it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, the one who is going to come. The one who has ears, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to one another, saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a lament, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man who is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Then he began to reproach the towns in which the majority of his miracles had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Nevertheless, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and for Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. For if the miracles done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until today. Nevertheless, I tell you that it will be more bearable for the region of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to young children. Yes, Father, for to do so was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wants to reveal him. Come to me, 
all of you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to carry, and my burden is light. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. This chapter starts saying, And it happened that when Jesus had finished giving orders to his twelve disciples, it's this little phrase, And it happened that when Jesus had finished, that tells us that we've just finished one of the discourses. That was what the previous chapter was about, one of Jesus' speeches, one of the five that Matthew lists. And so this wording moves us on into the next section here. In this section, we see John the Baptist asking Jesus this question. Now, John the Baptist is in prison, so he can't ask Jesus directly, but he sends some of his followers. John had plenty of people who followed him from his time preaching. And so they brought this message to Jesus. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Now, John the Baptist had himself pointed people to Jesus, so you'd think he should have the answer to this question. But he's asking because Jesus isn't shaping up quite the way John had expected. Perhaps being in prison is a big part of that. John the Baptist, someone who was a rugged outdoorsman and now locked up in prison, that would be hard. And Jesus, who he'd promised would be coming with fire, seems to be so gentle and just healing people. And he's not starting a revolution, so to speak. So John the Baptist asks this question, and Jesus responds by pointing out what was going on right when those messengers arrived, and pointing to some scriptures in Isaiah, just using some of the language of Isaiah to describe what he was doing to help John understand this is what was expected. John didn't expect it quite that way, but Jesus is fulfilling what the Messiah would do. Then as those messengers left, Jesus went on to talk to the crowds. Perhaps they were thinking, oh, that John the Baptist, he's so silly, he doesn't understand things. But Jesus says, John the Baptist is the greatest man born of woman. He's the greatest. But then he says, getting into the kingdom is even better than that. We see a number of responses to Jesus here in this chapter. We have John the Baptist first, saying that Jesus wasn't quite what he'd imagined. Then we have Jesus saying, this generation who didn't accept John, saying John has a demon and then doesn't accept Jesus because, well, Jesus was the opposite of John. And they had a certain picture of what they wanted people to be, and John the Baptist didn't fit it, Jesus didn't fit it. We can run into the same problem ourselves if we have a preconceived idea of what we think Jesus is. And of course, we all have our preconceived ideas that we have to get past to accept who Jesus really is and what he wants from us. We have to be like children, Jesus says. He talks about Chorazin and Bethsaida, these cities where Jesus had done lots of miracles and how they didn't believe in him and repent after those great miracles. But we have to just become like children, have simple faith in Jesus. Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. A yoke is something put on the neck of an animal 
so that it can pull a load so that it can work. Jesus doesn't say that there's no yoke, no load for him. It is a work, it is a load, but he says it's an easy load. And indeed, compared to sin, it is very light. And now for a deeper dive. When Jesus talked about Chorazin and Bethsaida, he compared them to some cities of old, such as Sodom and Gomorrah, which were known for their wickedness. Does God expect more if we are given more? It certainly seems like what Jesus is saying. Also, if you look in Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 47, Jesus says, And that slave who knew the will of his master and did not prepare or do according to his will will be given a severe beating, but the one who did not know and did things deserving blows will be given a light beating. And from everyone to whom much has been given, much will be demanded. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will ask him for even more. So Jesus there again is saying, it depends on what you've been given, what God expects of you. Since everything that we have has been given to us by God, God knows exactly what we have. He knows exactly what we could do with it. So we don't have to worry about making excuses and saying, well, I just haven't been given that. God already knows that. He knows what he can expect of us. But on the other hand, we also shouldn't make excuses because God knows exactly when they are simply excuses and not the truth. God knows when he's given us things and what he can expect, what we could do with those things. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.